0: Welcome back to Well That's Interesting. The I thought we'd be way closer to humanity's destruction, total destruction than that, but this is still really close though,
1: addition. The, okay. <laughs> there were like 40 parts today. I know, it was really long. Um, that was a long one. That was a I, long one this week. I, okay, <laughs> we'll start with humanity's total destruction. Hasn't it already happened? <laughs> I ha- is it not underway? Several times, yes. I think it's. <laughs> it feels like that. I feel like it happens every day. <laughs> we're we're ending every day, and then we go to bed, and mm. then we wake up, and then we end it all again. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that cycles yeah. and days and time. It's That's
0: a interesting. Cycle, and yeah. we are <laughs> in it. We are it.
1: I'll stop. Okay. talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Today is episode zero74 Let's talk about the doomsday clock. Sounds about right. <laughs> yes. Let's
1: do it. Yeah. Yeah. You ready? No, but <laughs> who is? <laughs> who is?
0: Um, well, I'm Jill Shacha. <laughs> <laughs> And I am with just the existential Marissa Riley. That is, I'm very
1: existential <laughs> yeah. today. And that
0: happened real quick. I, I know. Just, it took we haven't nothing. E- we haven't even started.
1: I, I think it's I worked out for like a full hour. Normally when I work out, it's like for a cute twenty minutes. So today I worked out for a full hour, so Yeah. You were just I'm running I'm in the raw. Right you were just now. running from your problems, literally. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work. Uh, they are still here. But, uh, you know, it's not a problem Yeah, Uh, learning about this Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. Pumped. (laughs)
0: Great. Uh, If this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here
1: comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I really had no idea um, I was going to have an existential crisis. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Within within the first two minutes. Within the first two minutes (laughs) of this podcast. Y'all got to hear it. It, I hope you enjoyed and sang along. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I really had no idea what we we're going to talk about. I always just assume it's going to be butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cover butts a lot, we and do parasites and things. That's coming. Don't
0: worry. Oh, <laughs> but not, I was about to ask, like, how this, does this
1: connect to butts? Well,
0: not in this episode. It's oh, coming okay. later. You know, down down the pipeline.
1: Got it. I'll I'll keep. uh As I was it. about to say I'll keep probing you uh, <laughs> at the beginning of every episode. Um, and that's just a little too good. Well, just keep putting your money on butts,
0: but okay. it's uh, that'll that'll happen eventually. But today, it's it's a little different. Today we're talking about the doomsday clock. Amazing. And when I say doomsday clock, <laughs> I bet a lot of urgent questions come to mind. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And is that a real clock? Who it- made the clock? oh uh, Why the fuck is there a clock to begin with? And when it strikes midnight, what happens? Bad things. And how much time do we have remaining?
1: Lots of questions, and and I have. I, I'm guessing yeah. it's not a real thing. It sounds like a cult. Mm. <laughs> oh,
0: it does, doesn't it? It Sounds like a cult. It does. There it are all kinds
1: c- of clock cult. Yeah, yeah mm. they they're like, you know what? We don't have time to like talk about this every day, so we're just going to make a clock, <laughs> and then when that goes out, um, yeah, that's it.
0: Mm. The end.
1: Here you go. Voila. And give me
0: all your money. That's right. Oh, oh yeah and in the
1: meantime. <laughs> you gotta have the money part. I always forget <laughs> that cults are for money. Yes. Um, and nothing else but yeah. Yeah. Money this, and
0: control. Yeah this I, it sounds like a cult. It's actually even more devastating. Has that? What? <laughs> yes.
1: What's worse than a cult? Oh
0: um, I guess we should begin then. Huh? We absolutely <laughs> should. Well, all the questions that are flowing through your mind right now—they're super valid, and I'm happy to say there are answers for all of your questions, and they're super interesting. And there's still there's still some time left on the clock. So oh, that's, okay. That's I want to put that out there just to reassure you. Good to know. <laughs> very, very little time. Um. All right, but Uh-oh. we should begin. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what better way to begin? Then by heading back in regular clock
1: time to january 20th of this year that was days ago but it yeah. feels like months ago yeah it feels like what is today the 26th we're recording on the 26th yeah that was less than a week ago yeah that was five years ago mm-hmm. i'll stop talking anyways i feel you we all feel you
0: um so it's january 20th of this year and we happen to be at a press conference being held by a bi-monthly magazine called Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. Sounds like a cult. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they're about to announce what time remains on the Doomsday Clock. Okay. And I know it sounds, sound like a cult. It sounds like something right out of, a, out of like a Marvel Universe situation. Oh, that you connected too. it to Thanos before I did. I know.
1: This is so Thanos. This is Thanos with the clock yeah there you go that's yeah
0: Also <laughs> the clock but this is all super real and it's just stick with me here okay? okay okay now according to thebulletin.org okay incredible website thebulletin.org okay the doomsday clock is set every year by the bulletin's science and security board in consultation with its board of sponsors which includes 11 Nobel laureates okay okay the clock has become a universally recognized indicator of the world's vulnerability to catastrophe from nuclear weapons climate change and disruptive technologies in other domains end quote oh so
1: okay this is real it's real I really wasn't taking it seriously for a long time because I really thought it was the names
0: the names are
1: uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bulletin of whatever really doesn't sound. <laughs> the bulletin of whatever. <laughs> it's when you put like what is it? What is it called? The bulletin bulletin uh, science secure Oh, uh the the uh bulletin of uh atomic
0: scientists. Yeah, is that you what you're re- to? When you're you put the word
1: science <laughs> in like a thing, I'm just assuming it's a cult. I mean, and there's uh, no science. Yeah. <laughs> Scientologists, there's no science. No. It's it's a it's a story, and money. That's all it you're, is. You're gonna you're gonna get us killed. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I don't know. Should... <laughs> moving on.
0: <laughs> moving on. This is totally real, and it has quite the history. And we're absolutely going to get into it. So okay. we have to get past the language first, which can be okay, a little okay, weird. Okay. Okay. Moving on. I'll stop <laughs> comparing it to cults. Okay. So when setting the doomsday clock each year, the Bulletin asks two important questions. Quote, is humanity safer or at greater risk this year compared to last year? Oh. And is humanity safer or at greater risk this year compared to the 75 years we've been asking the question? Oh, my God. With a focus on man-made, man-made threats, nuclear risk, climate change, and new disruptive technologies, end quote, said the Bulletin's president and CEO, Rachel Bronson,
1: at this press conference. This, okay, so yeah, this sounds like they're taking real things. Yes. Real science yes. into consideration. They've,
0: yeah, they really are. They really, really are. Oh, thank God. Yeah. This is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a metaphorical clock. It's kind of like an art piece created by the best minds in their field oh. that the bulletin says functions as a warning to the public about how close we are to destroying our world. Oh, I, I like
1: this. Yeah. Oh, I know. This is cool. I mean, it's not cool at all. <laughs> no, I know. The, what you the mean. premise of this is like not great because no. we did this to ourselves. But uh, that's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. So let's answer that first
0: question. If the proverbial end is at midnight, how close are we? So, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what this group of concerned scientists have has decided. What
1: time is it? I, I would love... Oh, I, I, I actually really, really want to know. Okay. Yeah. From Mindy Weisberger at LiveScience.com, quote, Doomsday is as close today as it was yesterday, according to a hypothetical timepiece known as the Doomsday Clock. For the second year in a row, the clock's hands hover uh, at 100 seconds to midnight, and... Um, the hour of humanity's destruction, end quote. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: we're there. We're nearly there. We are, we are less than two minutes to the end, my friends.
1: Yeah. It's going to be two minutes in two minutes. <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds really bad. I, yeah. I need, I need more info. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds bad, and it is. But if we've learned anything on this podcast it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I mean. Now, in proper fashion, the bulletin moved the clock's hands forward to 100 seconds to midnight in, you guessed it, 2020. Oh. right. shaving off 20 seconds from the previous year thanks to a few things like the fucking pandemic, the other plague known as misinformation. Yes. The uncertainty of the U.S. elections, setbacks, and inaction in climate change legislation, just to name a few. Now... There are now there are the doomsday hands of time remained in 2021. Okay. And here we are today in 2022, still at 100 seconds to midnight, which is awful, but believe it or not, it didn't get too much worse over those 2 years. So, we're basically in a shitty limbo.
1: I <laughs> where we're at right now. I'm I'm actually really confused. Yeah. As to what you mean by 100 seconds to midnight. Yeah. Like is doomsday of, like, was it supposed to be in 2021? What does that mean? I'm ah. so sorry. I need, like, the eighth, like, seventh grade definition. No.
0: Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, so, like, midnight would be when, I guess, according to the, the Bolton.org, all hell would break loose. Like, there's no turning back. Some bad shit's going to happen. Midnight when? Oh, it's just it. it's just a metaphorical countdown like we're that we're like this close to it like it's do you know what i mean oh okay yes yes i kind of get it okay yes so if we were an hour away from midnight, okay it's a lot of it's a lot of time but we're like 11 seconds we're like kissing oh we're like at the doorstep terrible
1: i understand okay i was really confused for a second there i see that this is like a grand scope this this metaphorical day, yeah, is is like,
0: yeah. If you had twenty
1: four hours,
0: yeah, and we're only we're eleven seconds away, it's you know that's
1: wild. That's yes, that's yeah. wild. Okay, I, I kept translating this poorly and just like being really confused and being oh, like, yeah, midnight is every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, are we ending? Is this a groundhog's day ah. thing? But now I understand. Yeah. I understand the metaphor. Yes. yes. Apologies like, for my...
0: Oh, no. I'm glad you cleared that up. Dense we, I'm glad you cleared it up. I'm a thousand percent sure members of the flock were like, what the fuck is she talking about? Because <laughs> This is a weird thing. It's very I've weird. never heard of it before until January 20th when I read a bunch of like articles coming out like, it's 11 seconds to midnight. And I was like, what the fuck is what this? What does that mean? Yeah. Yes. But and now it,
1: I get it. Yeah. I see it's a, it's a very specific metaphor yeah. that some people do get. And I thought I knew what Doomsday was. Yeah. It's the end of the world, right? Yeah. Just want to, okay, just want to clarify that. Um. Uh, but yeah, that's our, very interesting. Thank you for clarifying that.
0: Absolutely. Holy moly. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the hands have been at 100 seconds to midnight for two years. We're in a shitty limbo. You know, that's... Basically, as positive as I can get about this. Uh. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what handful of of events occurred that made the panel decide we're not any closer to death, but remain pretty
1: close. Wonderful. <laughs> Let, please tell us. Well, I would love to. All right, from Bulletin. Do, the Org's 2022 statement quote. Last year's leadership change in the United States provided hope that what seemed like a global race towards a catastrophe might have halted, and with renewed U.S. engagement, even Reversed. Look at that. Indeed, in 2021, the new American administration changed U.S. policies in some ways that made the world safer, agreeing to an extension of the new START arms control agreement and beginning uh, strategic stability talks with Russia announcing that the United States would seek to return to the uh, Iran nuclear deal and uh, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord. Look at all that. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps even more heartening was the return of science and evidence. <laughs> I, know. I know. Wow. The return of science and evidence to U.S. Policy making in general, especially regarding the COVID-19 pandemic, a more moderate and predictable approach to leadership and the control of one or two largest nuclear arsenals of the world marked a welcome change from the previous four years, end quote. One of How, two of the largest, yeah. One of two of the largest. How embarrassing that they had to say that Trump getting out means the return of science and evidence, yeah, to our our um, policy making, yeah. Oh, that's so embarrassing. That's, yes, it is. It sure is. If you are a non-US listener, what is what is it like to look at us? <laughs> like, what is that like? Yeah. Are y'all embarrassed for us oh they are do y'all make jokes i mean we make jokes about it but then we cry ourselves to sleep so Mm -hmm. like less so now more it's now it's about the pandemic yeah i I mean it it
0: it was terrifying i it was terrifying to have ineptitude in i mean we all see it we all know the repercussions (sighs) so embarrassing don't don't need to explain
1: yeah
0: anyways uh so yes these were small victories (laughs) Victories that prevented the bulletin from shaving off more time, but not enough victories to add time. Okay. So that 2022 statement also noted, like, yo, Russia, China, and the U.S. are knee-fucking-deep in making hypersonic missiles and anti-satellite weapons, heads up, Mm -hmm. Uh, taking the Cold War into a new direction. Uh, No one is doing anything about misinformation. Proposals and actions to reduce fossil fuel use and replace them with sustainable energy are laughable in the U.S. anyway. Uh, Ukraine is about to be invaded. And let's not even talk about economic inequality and inequity in vaccination rollout. Oh, my God. In sum, quote, despite laudable efforts by some leaders and the public, negative trends in nuclear and biological weapons, climate change, and a variety of disruptive technologies all exacerbated by a corrupted information at ecosphere that undermines rational decision-making kept the world
1: within a stone's throw of apocalypse. I feel like everything you just read, like, it's like I just looked at, like, my work inbox. <laughs> yes. And it's just, and it's just full of emails starting at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. And it's just, like, I thought we were doing, like, we I thought we were, like, all doing 9 to 5. And and it's just like i'm never going to to get to read all of these emails yeah that's exactly
0: right this i'm never going to get to that this. overwhelming feeling that's the reason why we are 11 seconds
1: to to midnight because our inbox overflowed and people were working outside of office hours <laughs> doing the wrong thing <laughs> yes it, not even doing the right could thing could it have waited <laughs> yes i'm kidding it was i was it's cuz i work with people um who are in a different country. So it's fine. <laughs> that was their benefit. Well, well, anyways, enough about me. Well, continuing the quote then. <laughs>
0: Global leaders and the public are not moving anywhere near the speed or unity needed to prevent disaster. In view of this mixed threat environment, the members of the Science and Security Board find the world to be no safer than it was last year at this time, and therefore decided to... Dis- therefore decided to set the doomsday clock once again at 100 seconds to midnight oh my god end quote that's a devastating assessment i'm exhausted i'm exhausted yeah Yeah. and it really underscores that we need to make the right decisions in the coming months otherwise this year board is going to shave off more time Ah! and if you're wondering have we ever been any closer uh good news we haven't (laughs) Not even a a medieval times. This is that plague. This is actually the closest we've ever been ever, you know, in modern history. So please pat yourself on the back. You're surviving through the worst time period in modern history. I like how you go. I like how we're surviving. Yeah, well done.
1: (laughs) I like how we're surviving the worst time in history and also ordering sushi to the door, like it's. It's insane. Crazy. So yeah. much terrible stuff and I'm like, you know what? I feel like eating anything I want to eat for any price right now. Yeah. Why so. else Yeah.
0: So round of applause and my friends, that's really saying a lot because stick around after the break, we're going to talk about the second closest time because it really puts where we are now and what we face into perspective. Oh my god. And we're going to learn about where this bulletin of the atomic scientists came from yes. and why it's actually taken so seriously. Okay. It's, it's wild, my friends. Oh, my it's God. Wild. Stay
1: tuned. Please do. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! Uh-huh, in my
0: dentist's office
1: Part of the Area of Media Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Adios, au revoir, au revoir, de zen, my friends. Bye bye. I'll be seeing you. Hey
0: everyone! Quick note before we go to break. I kept saying eleven seconds to midnight. And that's not true. <laughs> it's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I, I feel. I feel like we're 11 seconds and not the actual 100 seconds to midnight. I, so. I have to agree
1: with you. Um, <laughs> I think that's why I didn't even, like, clock it. I yeah. didn't even realize. It did, it did not Because 11 seconds sounds correct.
0: <laughs> it does. It sounds, yeah. Maybe we're more accurate than 11 Nobel
1: laureates. <laughs> We'll email them. We'll DM them after. Yeah, we'll DM them. Yeah, we'll let them know.
0: So thanks, everyone. I know you were probably screaming 100 seconds <laughs> to midnight. So we appreciate it. Now, uh, now here's some ads. Yeah, enjoy. Hey, everyone. Jill Chacha here from Well, That's Interesting. And I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it. I love it. And it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So, what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And the U.S. government just dropped two nuclear bombs. Of course they did! (laughs) One on Nagasaki and the other on Hiroshima. (sighs) Killing around oh. two hundred thousand civilians. That's right. Another round of applause, please. Oh, yeah. God, so, this, of course, was on August 9th, nineteen forty-five. This day happened to be the absolute worst nightmare scenario come to life for the scientists who had participated in the Manhattan Project. Yeah. They harnessed an incredible technology, then it was used to kill. So shortly thereafter, a few things happened. Uh, ye old Cold War heated up between ye olde superpowers. And those same scientists were like, fuck this shit. Mm. We have to stop it. Mm. So, so they did what any one of us would try and do and to prevent August 9th from happening again. They published a
1: magazine. Of course they did. <laughs> you guys, so. we, can't, we can't just write a strongly worded letter, or in this <laughs> case, a strongly worded magazine and fix everything. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking before I even understand what's going on. My apologies. <laughs> but um, it is
0: humorous. Yes. Looking back. But yeah. But they honestly thought this, well, we should get into it. Okay, okay. It, it, okay, it, it okay. is a pretty kick-ass magazine. Okay, okay. So Dr. Marissa, please tell us, what organization slash magazine did they form, who was involved, and
1: what was its purpose? I would love to talk about it. All right. From Wikipedia, quote, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists is a nonprofit organization concerning science and global security issues resulting from accelerating technological advance- advances that have negative consequences for humanity. The Bulletin publishes content at both a free access website, thebulletin.org, and a bi-monthly non-technical academic journal. Whew. Yeah. One of the driving forces behind the creation of the Bulletin was the amount of public interest surrounding atomic energy and rapid technological change at the dawn of the Atomic Age. In 1945, the public interest in atomic warfare and weaponry inspired contributors of the Bulletin to attempt to inform those interested about the dangers of the nuclear arms race they knew was coming and (laughs) (laughs) about the destruction that atomic war could bring about. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Here it is. Here it is. Uh, The founder and first editor of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists was biophysicist Eugene Rabinowich. Nailed it. Nailed it. He founded the magazine with physicist Hyman Goldsmith. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Their their first intention was to educate fellow scientists about the relationship between the world of science and the world of national and international politics. Look at that. A second was to help the American people understand what nuclear energy and its possible applications to war meant. Bad things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The bulletin contributors believed the atomic bomb would only be the first of many dangers. (laughs) Period. Uh, The aim of the bulletin was to carry out the long, sustained effort of educating people about the realities of the scientific age. End quote. This is just a big bad news magazine. This is just... (laughs) At, uh, yeah. Atomic, atomic shit is only the first of many dangers. Just, what?
0: Yeah. Oh
1: no! I, yeah. I thought that was like the worst yeah. thing that could happen. It's no. just the first. This is like the
0: vogue of um, shit hitting the fan. Oh God. <laughs>
1: Amazing. I mean, not amazing, but you know. <laughs>
0: well, thank you, Doctor. That was a lot, and you fucking nailed it. Yes, I did. So, my friends, if you're going to publish a magazine, one really unlike anything before it, you really need a striking cover. Oh,
1: I didn't even think of yeah. that.
0: Well, good news. Alexander Langsdorf, who worked on the Manhattan Project, happened to be married to an artist, Martel Langsdorf. Martle Martel. Martel. There
1: she is. I had to say it out loud. (laughs) You want
0: to say it together? (laughs) Martle. Martle. (laughs) So, good old co-founder Hyman Goldsmith asked her to come up with the design for the public debut issue in June of 1947. Mm -hmm. So, awesome Martle did an awesome thing. Quote, she listened to the scientists. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. Who had worked on the bomb, and as they passionately debated the consequences of the new technology and their responsibility to inform the public, she felt their sense of urgency. Oh, I'm
1: glad. Martel.
0: I <laughs> We need a few martels. We need a few martels. <laughs>
1: I wish our president was martel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she sketched a clock to suggest that we don't have much time left to get atomic weapons under control, end quote, from thebulletin.org. Oh,
1: that's where it came from. There you go. I'm connecting it all. (laughs) Why did I sing? Why do I sing? Because you're so gay. (laughs) (laughs) So gay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pretty much. So, my friends, she set the hands seven minutes to midnight. Okay. And honestly, she did it because, quote, it looked good to the eye. Oh. She's an artist. Yes. But this is when the tradition began. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, according to the website, in the early days, bullet the bulletin editor, Eugene Rabanovich decided whether to move... Whether the hand should be moved. So it was up to him. Right. Uh, after his death in 1973, the Bulletin's Science and Security Board took over the responsibility and has since met twice a year to discuss world events and reset the clock as necessary.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just twice a year? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I know. That might change. Yeah. (laughs) Things are happening. I think this should be at least a weekly recurring Zoom invite, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) Maybe every Friday. Yeah. End of the week. A
1: check-in. Yeah. A check-in. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's a check-in. Okay, so let's get back to that debut cover. Yes. And the birth of the Doomsday Clock. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I have a photo of that debut cover. And if you would, please tell us just how sleek and deco this thing is. Remember, this was 1947. Ooh, la la. Shit, shit was getting pretty. Yeah. Um, I have a, okay, like I said, I have a photo of it. And all photos that we talk about today will be on our social media stuff. So please come come on by and ogle this clock. Or yes. at least first this cover. Yes what do you see here dr marissa oh
1: yeah this is not at all what i expected but i love it oh it's i feel like it's ahead of its time it actually looks really 60s to me like it looks very like mod Yeah. yeah you know um y'all are gonna have to look at this yourselves it's very cool it's it's a orange poster uh, at the top in in uh, sans serif font it's a it says bulletin of the atomic scientists and then it has um it looks like the list of the scientists Mm -hmm. um but uh in the background there there is um i would say like a if if the, the clock hands. was a pie, yeah. you would just see the 9 to 12 yep. um slice of it uh taking up the entire page and then um in lieu of uh numbers, it's just simple white circles and um the minute hand is just a simple white line and um the hour hand is a simple black line, and it, it works, and I love it. It's gorgeous. I love it. It's absolutely gorgeous. absolutely love it. Um, yeah,
0: this cover went on to inspire the actual physical clock Amazing. that the board reveals every January at their press conference. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I have an image of that, too, and as our resident art critic uh would you (laughs) please tell us (laughs) please tell us what you think of course this photo will also be on our social media stuff so come on by and take a look at the actual cloth they reveal every
1: year ah it's great it's really but it's also urgent i'm taking it seriously (laughs) um okay yeah it's it's like i said it's just that it's that piece of piece of the clock pie yeah um and then uh, in this case instead of numbers it's black circles, white background. Um and then it's uh, black hands and then it's un- underneath it it says it is 100 seconds to midnight in case you didn't catch it. Um <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's it's urgent, it's clear, it's creative, um but also calming at the same time. They really nailed it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they they really nailed it. It's it's gorgeous. Uh, you can
0: actually go and visit the clock. I believe it's in Chicago. Hit up that website, thebolton.org and you can actually go see the, the clock if you want
1: to. That's really so, cute. That's, uh, aw. So,
0: that's right, my friends. This was displayed back on January 20th. Uh, Dr. Marissa, thank you for that gentle reminder that it's 100 seconds to midnight. That, no problemo. That we are less than two minutes away from causing our own destruction, which, another gentle reminder, is the closest we've ever been, even when you take into account the decades-long threat of nuclear war. Yeah. So let's have our third round of applause. Yeah. So, Well
1: <laughs> done.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> while we're at it, let's start the countdown of the closest times ever. Okay. Just to put our situation into perspective, let's, shall we? We, <laughs> so, we shall. Okay. So after the Soviet Union tested its first atomic bomb in 1949... Rabanowicz shaved off five minutes from the clock, from seven minutes to midnight to three minutes. Holy mother! Yeah, that was a troubling day. Yeah. Though, not as bad as, you guessed it, the incredibly stupid spat between Kim Jong-un and dickface Trump.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, remember that? I, remember- uh, I, I do remember that. <laughs> I, I'm just processing the fact that we haven't been calling him Dickface Trump this whole time. I, I Why hasn't someone legally, you know, why should <laughs> someone should get in the records and just change <laughs> that right. and send him all new passports and stuff? <laughs> Dickface Trump. I did it. I solved the problem. Well I, done. I did it. I'll see you later. She laughed. She laughed. Okay, I'm back. I'm, back. I'm on back. Back to the clock. Back to Kim Jong un. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what words? Yeah, so, um, yeah, the incredibly stupid spat between Kim Jong un and Dick Trump, which the bulletin called, quote, hyperbolic rhetoric Lol. and provocative actions by both sides that have increased the possibility of nuclear war by accident or miscalculation, end quote. <sighs> so embarrassing. Yeah. And therefore, the clock moved to a record breaking. Two Minutes to Midnight in 2018. Uh, We also, which we lived through as well. So there you go. Wow, the millennials. Yeah. Give it up for us. Fourth round of applause. Yeah. All right,
1: let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: thank you. Uh, Then, my friends, we reached our fateful year, 2020, when 20 additional seconds were shaved off. And here we stand at 100 seconds to midnight. Yeah, we're living in a time more delicate and uncertain, than really any other time in modern time, like I said, even in the time of nuclear fucking warfare. Yeah. And to be honest, I really didn't
1: know how to end this episode on a positive note. <laughs> so. It'd be I see you have more writing, but it'd be funny if you just ended right there and just <laughs> like okay, bye, okay, bye, bye. <laughs> Call me later, bye. <laughs> she has more to say. Don't worry. Yeah, this.
0: Yeah, I have so much more, and I'm, I'm so excited to actually show you how this episode's going to end. Ah! I didn't know how to end it, but the universe decided for me, and Amazing. as per usual, it reminded me, humans ain't all that bad. <laughs> and I want to give the biggest shout out to Zach. Zach from the hit podcast, Grading the Nerd, that's G-R-A-T-I-N-G. Zach was beautiful and kind enough to drop this knowledge on us over Twitter at just the most serendipitous time because it ended it's going to end this podcast. Dr. Oh. Marissa, please tell us what wonderful game humans have invented and continue to play to this day to distract us from our own inevitable destruction. Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> nothing is it called the internet? Uh, nothing would make us make me happier. All right, from Wikipedia quote Competitive shin kicking, (laughs) oh great! Also known as shin digging or purring, is a combat sport that involves two contestants attempting to kick each other on the shin in order to force their opponent to the ground. Great. Um it has been described as an English martial art. <laughs> Good job, y'all. <laughs> yeah, well done. Um and originated in England in the early 17th century. In the 20th century, the sport was also practiced by British immigrants to the United States. So, you all got more on board. Great. <laughs> That's right. It was included in the 1951 revival of the Cotswold Olympic, with a K and a C, games, Mm -hmm. and remains one of its most popular events, run as the World Shin-Kicking Championships. Mm -hmm. The event now draws crowds of thousands of spectators. Titers. Of course it does. This is amazing. <laughs> um, during each round, the combatants face each other and hold on to each other's collar. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Traditionally, they wear white collars representing white coats. Wait, uh, apologies, white coats. I guess because they're doctors too. <laughs> what? <laughs> representing, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah representing shepherds' smocks. Okay, uh, they typically attempt to strike their opponent's shin with the inside of the foot as well as their toes. Success in the event requires both agility and the ability to endure pain. The loser crying out, sufficient! <laughs> when he has had enough, that is so British. Sufficient! <laughs> Very crowned Very the crown. Oh, that's so the crown. Oh my God, I can see <laughs> Claire Foy or uh, the, the the good one. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. um, the the matches are observed by a referee or stickler who determines the score of the match. Modern competitions are won by the combatant who wins six out of ten against his competitor. End quote amazing. Sufficient. Sufficient. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're all saying sufficient. We've had enough. We're all screaming our safe words right now. That doesn't even mean anything anymore. Oh, I'm back to my existential crisis. (laughs) Pull me out, Jill. All
0: right, here we go. Uh, Continuing from the wiki, uh, legend has it, some shin kickers wore steel-toed boots Why? during the competitions and tried to build pain tolerance by hitting their own shins with hammers. No!
1: <laughs> Don't do that. No. Stop. I'm glad we got some screaming into this episode i like how this is making me scream but not like nuclear warfare i was like no no
0: (laughs) yawn yawn so uh in modern competitions uh the combatants are required to wear soft shoes thank god and stuff their trouser legs with straw for padding so they've got some rules now um with straw can mm. they not buy shin pads like for (laughs) soccer said straw god damn it (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh ambulance crews also attend the events in case oh, of injury oh
1: my god
0: you know safety third yes uh now i said the magic word modern uh-huh uh yes this shin kicking has been going on for centuries and you bet your ass there's plenty of footage on youtube i
1: had a feeling yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. i had a feeling fired up my friends and please search ow ow <laughs> exclamation point the World Shin Kicking Competition. Oh, sorry, the World Shin Kicking Championships of May 2020. Check it out uh, and behold the Cotswold Olympic Games, uh, specifically the Shin Kicking event beginning at 50 seconds in. So you'll have to fast forward a little bit. Okay, we are going to watch this, right? Oh, yes. Oh, okay, good, yes, good, good, good. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to listen to two gentlemen give a quick history of the sport. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to get into the action. Thank God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i to watch these these
0: guys kick each other that's right <laughs> you bet we will uh dr marissa our resident sports announcer that's me uh will give exact detail as to what is happening and i highly suggest all y'all please watch along please do that's again ow the world shin kicking championships may 2020 all right i'm gonna bring it up right now
1: i like how this was worth um risking covid for <laughs> yes they, yes they, that's right they met up on a very large field. What do you see here? I see the funniest ambulance I've ever seen in <laughs> my life. It's in this beautiful green field. So gorgeous. Everyone's wearing a windbreaker. Um, but yeah, this ambulance is very funny. It's very angular. It's very and tiny. It's very, uh, it, it looks European. Yeah, it looks like it's ready to go in case any shins erupt I guess yeah it looks like maybe one 120 pound person could fit in there (laughs) it's very small um only one only one emergency please yeah (laughs) and you better be (laughs) petite
0: (laughs) all right here we are okay uh 50 seconds in please come on by and join
1: us whoops okay so we're very similar to Cornish wrestling, Cumberland wrestling, where you almost like judo, where you hold your opponent by the shoulders and you attempt to trip or kick.
0: Pause. The underplay,
1: as it's called. Pause. Uh, for- <laughs> yes. Pause. Okay. I just have to quickly, in case you, you're not watching the clip with us, it's like this guy looks like he is an extra from Sons of Anarchy, which is just my fancy way of saying this guy looks like Burt Reynolds, biker. Yeah the dude all combined into one and then he has an accent that's not like any of those people Yeah. so it's um, and knows a lot about shin kicking and knows a lot about shin kicking yeah yeah let's get back to it sure fortunately over the years the Cotswold boys thought that it needed to be a little bit more vigorous and it gradually developed into something incredibly brutal i mean they used steel toe caps they'd harden their shins with hammers coal hammers and broken bones were quite common it, it was very brutal i can only I catch I like the, i love the music <laughs> i love the positive music and i can only catch like every other word he's saying um so i just heard uh hammers vigorous <laughs> brutal brutal <laughs> Amazing.
0: I actually had to make it louder, thinking I would understand him better, but it didn't I, I thought it would
1: help, too, and it just did not. It did not. But
0: uh, what do you see here, uh, Dr. Marissa? What are they stuffing? Okay. It there? looks
1: like they're stuffing some sort of bag with straw. Oh, well, they're, they're pulling out straw, actually. Oh, oh me I mean, it. they're taking straw out of a bag. My apologies. One, one guy's
0: pants are very low. and
1: he's... I wasn't going to say anything, because <laughs> I'm a gentleman, but I can see that, that person's... Yeah. Um, uh, panties.
0: Yeah, at, at a minute 20, it's a little rough, but Dr. Marissa, please
1: tell us what they're doing with that hay. I would love to. <laughs> All right, they've got hay. They're putting it up the leg of their pants. It's uh, a variation of wrestling. Uh...
0: So this is James Wiseman, a shin-kicking judge, talking right now. Yeah, and he
1: looks like however you're picturing him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The uh, the only way you can get someone to the ground is actually to kick them first, and then when they're uh, off balance by your kick, you can throw them over your leg.
1: Okay, so it sounds like they're tech, like strategies. Oh, now they're. It's not the sort of person you think. It's not the the really big guy. Uh, It's the little guy who's got lots of stamina
0: and is very quick on their feet. Um, And it's, it's kind of like someone who would be good at any martial art, really.
1: Okay. Okay, all right, they're doing it. They're doing it. It's real funny. Uh, (laughs) This is hilarious. Can we pause really quick? Sure. Okay. (laughs) This doesn't look real. I, I think you made this up. No. Oh, this would be the greatest prank if you had like, gotten your friends to do this. And, like upstate to do this. I'm actually shocked. make videos <laughs> to try to make me believe this. I'm actually shocked this
0: hasn't taken off more in the United States. This is perfect for the United States. I mean, it's two guys in a field grabbing each other by the collar. and uh, Of lab coats.
1: With lab coats. Of on. lab coats and they've got their the the bottom parts of their pants duct taped up. Not even duct tape. It's packing tape. It does. Look like <laughs> beige packing tape. Yeah, yes. and they're and then and then their pants are full of straw and they're just kicking each other like like kids. It's so <laughs> dumb. I, I'm so, I don't mean any disrespect. My country does all kinds of dumb things too, but it's just it's it's
0: adorable. What a joy. Yeah, they're in a field. There's, yeah, there's there's a nice crowd. There's a, there's a lot nice of
1: people, families, grass. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't see any alcohol, which is confusing me. Um, <laughs> Maybe, well, this guy right here, he's ready. Oh, I stairs. see him. Okay, yeah. They, yeah. They, I think they have beer somewhere. Yeah. Maybe it's BYOB. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Okay, here we go. We're, we're playing. They're still doing it. So, and they're, oh yeah, knocks them to the ground. It's really cute. It's actually very intimate. You have to be really close to someone. Yeah, like they're about to make out at any second. Yeah, that's just how I feel about wrestling, though. I'm like, this is so, <laughs> yay. So yeah, I mean, they're kicking away. They're kicking away. There is a referee with a stick, and he's doing nothing. Yeah, he's just <laughs> I, kind of following them around.
0: And this is this is my favorite part. There's no signal or whatever,
1: and then he decides who won, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why that person won either. No I, I was – wow. Okay. There's, I, I, I now see how many people are there. It's, it's really so a many. lot of people. It's so many people. This is something that would do well in Austin, Texas. They're really into pointless stuff there. Mm. And I feel like pointless stuff where you can drink during the day, that is them. It's really yeah. hard not to walk into like a festival.
0: <laughs> yes, on accident. On yeah. accident. Yeah. yeah. Well, this definitely looks like something you could stumble into. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And win. And win. <laughs> <laughs> you might win at this competition Oops. and not know why. Yeah. That's. that's <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, thank you, Zach, for. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> this made my year. Yeah. Zach from grading the nerd, amazing. And if anyone else has any other incredible sport,
1: please. DM us, email oh, us. We'll talk about it. Yes. We'll watch it. We'll be rude about it. That's right. <laughs> Unless it's really like, <laughs>
0: yeah. makes
1: sense. It's like a sport where people come and give uh, me stuff. Yeah. I think that's already, I think that's. You just want free stuff?
0: I just want more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We will definitely use it to end very devastating episodes like episode 074 was. Absolutely. <laughs> it's very devastating. and thank you for listening subscribing rating telling your friends about the doomsday clock uh wow Uh, y'all y'all are the best you're absolutely amazing and please stay interesting please do